Hello, everybody. My name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 181 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for providing all of our needs. Thank you that even when the world attempts to walk away from you, you have the ability to renew us and to bring us back into your graces once again. Thank you that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were enemies of God, when we were haters of God, when we wanted our own way, when we tried to be little gods, Christ still died for us. Out of his love, out of his grace and his mercy, he paid that price so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you for all of these things, Father. Now guide us as we go through a number of subjects in this podcast. Uh, These are very serious times and very serious subjects. And uh, the world seems so confusing right now for so many people. Help us to bring a little bit of clarity, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of renewal of our minds that we would walk away from anxiety and walk into Psalm 42, where it says, be still and know that I am God. And at this time in the world, there's no better thing than to be still and know that you are God. Thank you, Father, for all these things. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Very good prayer, brother. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Hey, here we are once again. I mean, I think last podcast, I thought, okay, this is good. We're, you know, done with, you know, UFOs being shut down from the air. That uh, fear-mongering party balloon, I thought that was the end of that. But hmm, it seems like uh, we have to talk about that a little bit more, bro. (laughs) We will. We'll, we'll 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 address that. Don't 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 let me forget before we end the podcast. So, we'll talk about most that. definitely. We mm-hmm. definitely got to address. But yep. in other things in news, and actually, I hit up my brother earlier, and I said, "Hey, bro, we got to talk about this," because you know it's a hot topic. Well, I don't know if you know, but I know because I've seen it all over social media. There's videos coming up, and there's all kinds of people wanting to go and join the party. Yes, we're talking about the Asbury College revival. And I use the word revival in quotations because today's translation of revival, brother, uh, is it uh, biblical? What do you think? Well, uh, before I answer that, um, it's also spread to Lee University. Really? Okay. All right. In Cleveland, Tennessee. So the other other one is in Kentucky, uh, Kentucky. The, northern, the northern part of Kentucky. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town that Ashboro is. Uh, that the uh, Ash is it Ashbury, Ashbury College Ashbury is in Ashbury the Ashbury College is in. Uh, I think it's Ashbury Seminary as well, which is across the street from the mm-hmm. actual college. Now it, it was originally back in the John Wesley days, uh, a United Methodist, mm-hmm. but now it's non-denominational. Yes. I think the same is true for Lee University. I think it is also non-denominational. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so it it so what's happened is some in Lee University, some students said, "Hey, um, you know what's going on in Ashboro?" They said, "Why don't this? Why don't we go to the chapel and start praying and start asking God to show up at our school, right?" Mm-hmm. Right and re- and renew people in our school and so they did. It was about eight students, and um, lo and behold, now it's happening at Lee University as well. 
So it's picking up steam big time. So, you know, it it's a possibility that it could be a, you know, a real revival, you know, but many are wondering if it's real, if it's not. And there's obviously those that are very skeptical about it for many different reasons. Well, when the, um, when the second Great Awakening mm-hmm. occurred in, in the United States, the first was the Jonathan Edward period during the time that um, we were becoming a nation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was the first Great Awakening, and the, that's Jonathan Edwards and his great sermons, and of course, his most famous sermon, uh, hands, uh, a, a Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he, there's some other sermons that were very famous that were not as hellfire and brimstone. But th- then there was the second Great Awakening in the 1800s, and uh, that was the Charles Finney revival. Mm, that was a big now, one. Yeah, it was a big one. But that one started, I believe it was, it might have been Chicago. It's one of the northern uh, cities. I believe it was Chicago. Uh, some uh, businessmen, a, a small group of businessmen got together and they decided to pray during their lunch hour. Mm, okay. And they started praying and they started praying for revival in that city. And I think it was Chicago. Pretty sure it was. And um, lo and behold, that thing grew and grew mm. and grew off of prayer. Yeah. And people were brought to Christ. People were were transformed. Uh, bars shut down. Businesses began to honor uh, church time. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the things, the, the transformation that occurred was very visible and, and very, um, very real. So how do you tell a real revival from a fake one? Well, if you schedule it, it's not going to probably not going to be real, Mm -hmm. but we're going to have, we're going to have a revival this week. So everybody show up for the revival. Well, that's a man scheduled revival. When God does a revival, he does it his way on his timing and in his in the way that he and the location and and the in the way that he decides to do it. Well, in, in the second great awakening, it was a prayer group in, in a large city uh, that decided to pray for uh, for the city, and it caused a wildfire to spread, a wildfire of spiritual renewal that spread across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that was God doing that. Now Charles Finney had some pretty messed up theology. And uh, his there are some portions of the revival that were not real, and some portions that were very real. So anytime you have a real revival, you're going to have some elements that are fake. I mean, it's just like with the Apostle Paul when he was spreading the gospel across Rome, mm-hmm. there was always the fake the fakers that were showing up. Yeah. It was it Simon the 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 uh, the enchanter that right, the enchanter, tried to right. tried to mimic the Holy Spirit and all of this, and Paul rebuked him. Um, that's going to happen. But um, from what I'm seeing out of this, and, and one of the criticisms I saw today was, well, this was a revival without the preaching of the Word of God. I don't think that's a legitimate criticism, and here's why. Obviously, the Word of God was being preached at the point that the revival occurred because mm-hmm. it recurred, it occurred off of a sermon that was preached in chapel. Yeah, exactly. And and so that's a false criticism. So you're going to have people criticizing this movement. I believe there's, there's a real movement of God occurring mm-hmm. at these universities, but is it, more of the Calvary Chapel type of movement where it, it it goes for a little while and it putters out because they don't advance in their understanding of theology. They don't, they don't advance in their understanding uh, of, of growing in sanctification and it kind of putters out. Or is this something that's going to be very real, like the first or the second Great Awakening in America? Mm-hmm. That's yet to be seen. So the, the thing we need to look for is, is this causing the students to uh, manifest the fruits of the Spirit? Mm. Are they manifesting the fruits of the Spirit? 
If they are, then that's real. Second, are they staying true to the Word of God? Is this is is this a revival that stays within the sound doctrine of doctrines of the Word of God? If it does, it's real. I mean, these are not students that are are doing faith healing. These are not students that are bragging. These are not students that are um, that are like the uh, these false churches. Uh, what, what's the the one with um, the singing group? I can't think of their name. Uh, that they have the, they've had homosexuals. They've had this that in the singing group. Oh, Hillsong. Hillsong. It's mm -hmm. not a hills. I don't. I don't see this as a Hillsong type of situation. Mm, okay. Um, I see this as a genuine genuine movement among these students because these students are voluntarily um, uh, doing what they're doing. They're, they they're they're saying that God has moved upon him, and this is not because we had this, a little bit of a discussion about this this morning in our our Bible study men's study. Mm, okay. And uh, Roland, one of our of uh, the uh, retired Reformed Presbyterian pastor asked me if I, I, I've seen anything about this. I said, I, I just am catching a little bit of it, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And he was telling me a little bit about it, and he says, um, yeah, he was talking with our pastor about it, and um, they, you know, they weren't sure if, if this was real or not. And he said, but, he said, the thing is, they're humbling themselves. They're not bolsterous. They're being very yeah. humble. In 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 very reverent in how they are conducting themselves in in this movement, and I said, well, you know, I said we can't really predict how God's going to move, and he said that's exactly right. You know, we don't know. So no, absolutely, absolutely. So rather than you know jumping on with the criticism right away, I think we need to take a step back and just observe and. Uh, and support when we see them doing something right, we need to support that. Because mm -hmm. when you look at uh, Dr. Um, Steve Turley brought this up, he says, you know, when you're looking at what has been happening in these universities, where they have been really worshiping self, where they have been exalting self as little gods, where they have been attacking Christianity, where they've been, um, you know, pushing out this um, wokeism and all of the satanic uh, junk that they push out of the universities. He says it's quite refreshing to, no, see, to see this, where absolutely. students are not exalting themselves, they're humbling themselves, they're doing the opposite of what uh, a lot of the universities are doing. You make so, a great point, brother, uh, because uh, the fact that it's happening in a college uh, again, a lot of young people, um, it, it's, it's different than the prior, you know, so-called revivals that have taken place. So uh, I did a little homework, too, where I, I even played, you know, videos of people that were there. Uh, and just kind of as I'm working away, you know, kind of listening to and looking and hearing the songs that they're singing and how they're going about, uh, uh, you know, worshiping God and, and singing and, and reading a scripture and prayer. And I, I have not seen yet any, you know, NAR, and that's the uh, the Neopostolic Reformation type of shenanigans where, right. you know, the whole emotional napalm that happens with them. Um, but there are, for me, there were concerns. Okay, so I see that as a great thing for the for the youth there, for the, you know, the young people attending the school. What a blessing that is that they can continue worshiping, you know, after feeling you know a, it's like a movement from the holy spirit leading them into worship in this regard but obviously like everything else in our world today you know you i'm the wait and see type of approach for me right because we've got to test the spirits i right. see that a revival should have like you were mentioning and for me is have long lasting fruit of the spirit you know what takes place after this revival if it is a revival it, our things are going to change, you know, in that community there, you know, in those youth, uh, children's lives, you know, or I shouldn't say youth, but uh, younger generations lives. And also, you know, I always look to see what the social media hype is. Right away, I saw posts by a few different 
you know, knuckleheads like Todd Bentley and uh, some of those NAR people already heading that direction to try to go to this, uh, you know, revival because, you know, they usually what they do, they try to co-op with any type of organization or these types of organizations co-op with anything that happens with revival because, you know, they're all about, you know, a church government uh, that are led by apostles only. So this is right up their alley. They're going to go and try to, you know, put their two cents and turn it into, you know, uh, the NAR shenanigans, I call them, you know, what they call a Holy Spirit hotspot, brother. Holy Spirit hotspot. That's a a real, uh, 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 you know, a phrase. (laughs) That's that's Simon uh, trying to mooch off of the Apostle Paul. Oh, absolutely. They're absolutely. Simon. They're Simon. They they are they are uh they're thrill seekers. They are um f- f- fame seekers. They want to be famous. They want to you know, they want to be in the limelight. Oh, yeah, yeah, we came and we really took this and no, it's not you. Amen. If it's you, it's fake, it's false. You, yes. you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. It has to be a move of God, not a move yeah. of man. And they're right. trying to turn it into a move of man. And God will, if this is a real move of God, God will deal with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and, and uh, you know, they might want to repent. <laughs> yeah, they should so, be repenting. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. But God, that's, that's God a concern, is, you know. It is a concern. But uh, it's, so it's not coming from, the concern's not coming from Ashbury or Lee. It's coming from these folks coming in trying to co-op it. People that are trying to co-op it, you know, just skepticism because, you know, a lot of people are, are you know, up to speed or well, you know, uh, mature in the social media hype of things, you know, because, you know, we know social media can have a very corruptive, you know, it can be very corruptive in its influence and be deceiving, you know. So that's what the approach. So in my take on all of this, I said, well, yes, yeah, it could potentially be, a, you know, a, a, a move from God, a revival. Uh, let's wait and see what the long, you know, lasting fruits bring out out of this, especially in that college, in that community. As mm-hmm. far as I can, you know, I could tell and hearing from people and watching videos, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon and I have to drive there, bro, to experience that, Right. Why? Because I have the word of God. I have multiple copies here in my house. Well, we have multiple were... copies in church, right? We can right. have access to this indwelling in us as the Holy Spirit as well. So, you know, there's those Christians that want to jump in the bandwagon, just like NAR people. They do. And they, I, 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 I got to drive to Asbury because, you know, that's where it's at I, right I, now, bro. I think they should take the advice of an Ashbury senior mm-hmm. who was being interviewed. And she said, look, the same Holy Spirit that is doing what he's doing in Ashbury is also in your town. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. She said he's out there with all the believers out throughout the world. He's out there with you guys to seek him. Mm-hmm. This is not a clown. I think she's trying to tell people this is not a clown show. It's not a circus. It's not yeah. a sideshow. This is a real move of God. And we don't want to turn it into a clown show. Yeah. And that, that's know? great because she's not the only one. A few different staff staff members have come out and said, you know, this is something that's happening here. Right. You know, you don't have to come. The same thing that's happening here happens in your home. It can happen at, at your church. Right. And, and it's, already, no- it's already spreading out because it hit the university. Mm-hmm. Where's it going to go next? Right. Now, re- Understand, this is what we're seeing here. What we're not seeing is this same type of movement occurring in Africa. It's been happening in Africa. We see the same type of thing happening in Russia. Yes. Russia has gone from being a communist nation to being a Christian nation. They have, they have come flooding back to Christianity. Including Putin. Mm. And that shocks people when you say that. But Putin, I, I was watching a video of him at church, and he looked very humble and very reverent when he was there. Mm, good. Now, I don't know his heart. Only God does. But the fact that they are embracing their Christian roots is huge. Amen. And so I fully expect to see this. Look at China. 
the church in China is just booming. And nobody, of course, look, the, the people who control the media, they don't want to talk about this. They don't want to put this information out because they're against it. Yep. But the, the folly of that is, is that they cannot overcome the power of the Holy Spirit when he moves. Amen. And they can try and deny it. They can try to fight against it. They can try to condemn it all they want or ridicule all they want. They, it, it, it is, well, like the Borg used to say in Star Trek, resistance is futile. Futile, yep. Right? <laughs> Their resistance against the Holy Spirit is futile and, and, and foolish. But if they want to be futile and foolish, that's their choice, and there are consequences to be suffered mm-hmm. if that's the case. And yep. that's just a fair warning to them. If God decides to move, and he's if he's deciding to move in this generation, you might, you might want to get off the train tracks and just get out of the way and let the train go by. Mm. Or jump on the train. Yeah. Because uh, you're not going to be able to stop it. You're just going to get run over. I yep. mean that's 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 the bottom line. That's that's where it's going. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is serious stuff. It is. And see, that's where the concern comes in for me with the NAR movement or you know the charismatic shenanigans or that club. Uh it's because this is gold for them. This is a time where, you know, because they're all about uh, you know, one of their big the big part of their movement, the NAR, is that they use and they believe the way that they usher in the end times, it's by wanting to co-op these type of events or, you know, uh, um, uh, revivals, I should say. This is like a way for them to like, oh, see, end times. Yes, let's take over. And that's where the shenanigans start taking over. And you get all the stuff that is not of the Holy Spirit. It's not biblical. And, you know, may the, the good that was taking place gets completely overshadowed by uh, the deceitful and evil things that take place. This is the thing. And, and see, Calvary Chapel is starting to mature from this now. They're starting to understand this a little bit better. But this is what happened to Calvary Chapel. They jumped straight to the end times. They did mm-hmm. have people coming to Christ. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, was, mm-hmm. I remember attending Calvary Chapel at one point, and it, it was real. People were mm-hmm. coming to Christ. Uh, that Southern California had a real move of God, and you know, and Chuck Smith was a main mover of it. But problem is, they jumped to the end times and started really focusing on that. The Book of Revelation. They, when you do that, you lose the foundation of Christianity. Mm. The end times is the roof. That's the last thing you want to be going to. You need to have a foundation, so you need to get into the scriptures and learn the basic doctrines of the scriptures. Who is God, right? The attributes of God. Absolutely. Who is man, and who is God in relation to man? And and you know what what is the uh, real understanding and meaning of redemption? And what is sanctification? How do we grow in sanctification? And what is the church? And how should a church government be put together? And how are we to come in and worship? And how we are how are we to understand our purpose and function in the church, the different gifts in the church, and how mm. we are how do we work as a as a unit in the, the advancement of the kingdom of God? Things like that. Those are the foundations of Christianity. The first thing that needs to be taught is systematic theology. Yes. Not end times. Yep. You you run the end times, you're running to the roof, and you don't have the rest of the house built. And exactly. Run, <laughs> and instead of going and getting a, a, a five-course nutritious meal, you're running to the ice cream parlor, parlor, and you're just feeding on ice cream all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because the type of end times that they teach, it's really not connected to those doctrinal principles. It's just a, it it it's a, a it's a fascination. It's 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 like a it's like a carnival show, you mm. know. Right. It's you know it's it's the candy store of of, of theology. 
but when you really understand eschatology in relation to the foundational doctrines of Christianity, now you have a more mature understanding of it, and you have a more mature outlook on it. And you don't become wacky with it. You don't come crazy with it. You don't, you know, and that's what NAR are doing. They're, they're just in the candy store going nuts on sugar. You know, they're yeah. just pumped up with sugar, like a, like a, an eight year old, like my grandkids, my, my two grandboys are that are here. And, uh, and they just, and all that energy turns into rocket fuel and they're just bouncing all over the walls. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of, uh, this in-kind fervor is sort of like that. Mm. There's no real understanding of Scripture. It's just everything is in times and looking for the signs and looking for the coming of Christ and all of this. And there's no there's no foundation. There's nothing to hold you together as a Christian when you get attacked. Because as soon as you become a Christian, man, you're in, you just enlisted in the battle. You just you're just getting thrown right into the middle of the battle right then and there, and you're in a, you're in a war, you're in a war against your own flesh, you're in a war against the world. It's a spiritual warfare, but you're there. Um, tell you a quick quick story, and then I'll then it's your turn. Um, buddy of mine, I used to work in law enforcement with. He was a Vietnam vet. He was a Marine, and he told me, he said, Jeff. He says, uh, they they flew me to Vietnam, got off the, the plane, hit the tarmac. They had the helicopters landing already. They said, everybody on the choppers, load up and get on the choppers. So they got on the choppers, and the choppers flew them to a battle that was happening in, uh, in somewhere in Nam. It's uh, uh, one of the outposts was being overtaken or something, and they had to fly in as reinforcements. And he got over that battle on that chopper, and he looked down, and he said, Jeff, I says, they're going to land us in the middle of that? (laughs) And just relate that to a brand-new Christian that goes from being in the world where there is really no battle to being thrust into a spiritual warfare and a spiritual battle that is about to put him in a whirlwind. That is Christianity. And if Mm. you're focusing on the candy store, you're going to be a casualty in that battle. You have to have the foundational principles and doctrines of, of the scriptures to begin with. You don't go to eschatology until you're a mature Christian. When you're a mature Christian, you've been through some battles, and you have some understanding of Scripture. You know who God is. You know who you are in relation to God. All of these things. Now you can go and take some look at eschatology at the end times, because now you have a foundation. You have a maturity by which you'll look at it in the, in the right way. Good stuff, bro. That's awesome. No, thank you for that uh, uh, bit of a of, uh, you know testimony there, brother. It's, it's wow. That's a, it's a great thing. Um, so all I can add is, you know, this Ashbury College, what is being called a revival, it started last week, brother, on Wednesday. So, like you had mentioned, it started on their what morning chapel, uh, approximately yeah. about what 10 a.m. that it ends, and um, apparently it continued with uh, singing. It just kept going and going. Students just kept singing and praying. Uh, so it caught the attention of a professor that actually taught at their at the actual Ashbury Seminary right across the street, and he wrote a little piece, just kind of what he experienced. Uh, so this teacher said, uh, and this teacher, I think his name is, let me see if I can find his name. Uh, I don't see it. I'm sure I'll come across it at some point. But it says, I teach theology across the street at Asbury Theological Seminary. And when I heard of what was happening, I immediately decided to go to the chapel to see for myself. When I arrived, I saw hundreds of students singing quietly. 
They were praising and praying earnestly for themselves and their neighbors in our world, expressing repentance and contrition for sin and interceding for healing, wholeness, peace, and justice. Um, and then it says some were reading and reciting scripture. Others were standing with arms raised. Several were clustered in small groups praying together. A few were kneeling at the altar rail in the front of the auditorium. Some were lying prostrate, while others were talking to one another, their faces bright with joy. They were still worshiping when I left in the late afternoon. And when I came back in the evening, they were still worshiping when I arrived early Thursday morning. And by mid-morning, hundreds were filling the auditorium again. I have seen multiple students running toward the chapel each day. By Thursday evening, there was standing room only. Students had begun to arrive from other universities, like you mentioned, brother, the University of Kentucky, University of the uh, Cumberlands, uh, Purdue University, Indiana Wesleyan University, Ohio Christian University, Transylvania University, Midway University, Lee University, that's the one you were talking of, yep, uh, yep. Georgetown College, Mount, Ver uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and many others. The worship continued throughout the day on Friday and indeed all through the night on Saturday morning. I had a hard time finding a, a seat. By evening, the building was packed beyond capacity. Every night, some students and others have stayed in the chapel to pray through the night. And as of Sunday evening, that means uh, two days ago, the momentum shows no signs of slowing down. Some are calling this a revival, and I know that in recent years, that term has become associated with political activism and Christian nationalism. Um, but let me clear. Let me be clear. No one at Asbury has that agenda. Uh, and he posted a little bit of the videos, and he goes in a little bit into a history that you know uh, Asbury. And uh, I think it was what back to up almost a hundred years. Um, so this is a movement that, you know, has been known to, uh, Asbury, um, of what I read of some of these past revivals there, I did not see or read of any crazy, you know, charismatic shenanigans. <laughs> so it could more, most definitely will be a, uh, revival, at least in that town, in that college, in that area to those believers there. Right, brother. Yeah. We can all for follow right that now, example, brother. Yeah, for right now, that's where it is. Uh, it could spread. Absolutely. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because of what we've been through over the last two and a half years. Mm. Yep. Think about what these, these young folks have been through. I mean, uh, it was tough being them over the last two and a half years. Absolutely. Us older folks were more established. We've, we've had time to put our lives together and have a – a track record of jobs and career and, and family and all of that. They, they're, they're trying to break out and get into, into adulthood and trying to establish themselves. And they just got the, the, the breath knocked out. They didn't got the wind knocked out of them with this whole COVID thing. You know, mm -hmm. I really, I really, uh, really kind of felt bad for them because I, I mean, I, I saw my own kids, struggling to uh, get their feet planted. And I, I told them, I said, you know, it's, it's actually harder for you guys than it was for me, mm -hmm. you know? And so it, it, when you come under that kind of uh, circumstance, when God brings in trouble and difficulty into the world, sometimes he's doing it to set up a move of God. Mm. And, um, you know, the last two years, two and a half years may have been God setting up a move of God. Amen. You never know. I mean, it, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, at the time when the, the first great awakening occurred with Jonathan Edwards, the condition of, of the colonies at that time, it wasn't a country yet, was a, a state of debauchery. Mm, yeah. And God just took that and just moved like the spirit moving over the waters in Genesis. Right. Right. And, and boy, it, it transformed those colonies and off of that movement, 
the Constitution was written and the country was transformed into a nation. Oh, the colonies were transformed into the country we have today. Mm, you make a great point, brother. That is so true. So the true. second Great Awakening came out uh, close to the Civil War time. Think about that. It's a long time uh, ago. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the most horrific events in American history, the Civil mm-hmm. War. Yep. And yet, when you go back and look at the letters that both the Union soldiers and the Confederate soldiers were sending home to their families, a, 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 a large portion of those letters were talking about uh, leaning on on the Lord and the a pro- the providence of God and and they they were scared to go into battle but they knew that they were that God would you know provide for them that God would look over them that God would take them home to heaven if they died and, or would provide for them if they survived they really leaned heavily on on God's providence and His sovereignty both Amen. sides were doing that right. So the, even in the midst of that horrific thing, there was a move of God among them. And there was a move of God among uh, those who were slaves in the country. Mm. And so, you know, you just, we look at the outward circumstances of the temporal world, and we think that's reality. It's not. Reality is what's behind the scenes. It's, it's the spiritual world. It's the movement of God in the spiritual world. That is reality. And so we look at all the news and all, you know, we fill our mind with all of this toxic news and everything and everything's going on. And, you know, I mean, we're all over the place, tipsy topsy, because the news is constantly <laughs> changing. It's up, right. it's down, it's up, it's down. It's all, oh, it's horrible. The world's going to end. What's oh, true, what is not, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. But God is not all over the place. He's consistent. Amen. You know, and you can always lean on him. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, my brother. Folks, just be Bereans, you know? Again, just more, it could possibly, yeah, definitely be a revival. Praise the Lord for what's taking place in Asbury. Praise the Lord for those students that they're, you know, uh, uh, letting uh, the word of God, you know, be what's the center of all things and worshiping and singing the word of God and praying the word of God to each other and sharing and fellowshipping in that regard. As far as us, I personally believe that we should be doing this anyways, whether you're at home, whether you're at church, wherever you're at. Be consistent. We have the word of God. We can read the word of God. We can pray. We can sing at home. We can sing at church. You know, we don't have to be pointed to, you know, possibilities like this so that we can be encouraged to do something. On the contrary, it should make you feel sad if you need something like this to encourage you to do something when you have the word of God in front of you and you read it and tells you exactly what you need to do. That's the only concern, the only, like, I kind of get bugged by brother because I read a lot of good things about it. I didn't think any, anything weird of it or any shenanigans. It's just the most I think was this people jumping on the bandwagon. Like that's the place they need to go to feel the presence of God or to feel the Holy spirit. When it's like, no, if you're a Christian, the Holy spirit's in you already. Right. And I was going to say, I was going to say, this is the time to have your own renewal in your own home with your own family. Mm. Have your own revival in your own home with your own family. Get back to prayer. Get back to study. Get back to praying with your wife and your kids. Get back to family devotions. Get back to humbling yourself before God and asking God. And when you have trouble at home, don't run to the government for help. Run to the Father. Run to God for help. Stop turning the government into God. They can't help you. And I think that's become abundantly clear lately. Mm-hmm. You got to run back to the Father. Amen. You know, got to run back to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And Holy Spirit, you know, don't grieve the Spirit, the Scripture says. 
open your heart to the spirit and listen to him. I mean, my my devotion time over the last um, probably three three weeks or so has been so blessed lately. Mm. I mean, it's, it just a, a it, it's there's something different about it. So I really think there's something happening, and I don't think I think we might be just seeing the tip of the iceberg. I'm glad you brought that up, brother, because right before we logged on to record this. We were talking about, you know, things that are going on in our lives, right? In our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, sufferings, you know, yeah. uh, everything, right? That can right. come your way. And Man, isn't it amazing? I- isn't it amazing that when we get back to our devotions, reading the word of God, praying more often, and as men, leading the way we're supposed to lead our families, doesn't that bring peace? the joy, the comfort that we need, brother, to get through this, what we're struggling with or what we're suffering with? It does. And it happens when you're in the midst of the fire. Mm, mm -hmm. You and I have both been in the fire. We've been attacked so heavily lately Mm -hmm. from all different sides and just circumstances in life hitting us, like just weird, unusual stuff. And I told you, I said, we must be doing something right because we're getting attacked. You know, heavily. There's yep. spiritual warfare going on against us, you know, mm-hmm. from dark, dark places. And uh it drives us to the Father and our devotion becomes stronger and we become stronger. And we when we are weak, God is strong in Amen. us. Amen. You know, and uh it 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 just the it, when Christians, when the church is attacked and Christians are attacked, it just stokes the fire of the Holy Spirit, and the, and the church just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And that, and I think that may be what's happening. I don't know, but it's possible. Amen. I know it's happening in my life, and it's happening in yours. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And as true believers, you know, that's all we know. We know to run to Christ. We know to run to His Word, and you know. Yeah. Dive in, you know, brokenness is a good thing for us, you know, so praise the Lord. Those are good things. Amen. Good stuff, my brother. Well, hey, so you, you I, have some some, I, I have something else for you. We yeah. uh, mentioned in at the beginning uh, that uh, we recorded uh, that podcast, that episode on the fear mongering party balloon, which, by the way, a lot of people like the title. I try to get creative, oh, so I thought, hey. You're doing, you're doing a better job at it. You're doing pretty good, yeah. Uh, but, but it caught people's attention. But to my surprise, you know, I, I just, okay, that's done with, right? It got shut down. It's done. But then I find out that the military keeps spotting, you know, many different UFOs, <laughs> unidentified yeah. flying objects, and then shooting uh-huh. them down. What's up with that, bro? I mean, like, well, let's see. The map shows here February fourth, which was the uh, the uh, Chinese Communist Party's uh, party balloon out there in Montana, and then February the eleventh, and a USF twenty two shuts down a cylindrical object over northern Canada. February tenth, an F twenty two shoots down a car sized object at forty thousand feet over Alaska. And last, what, a couple days ago? Yeah, February the 12th, an F-16 destroys object flying about 20,000 feet over Lake Huron. That's in Michigan, I believe. Brother, what what is this all about? Well, I know that we just had the Super Bowl with a woke woke anthem and a satanic half show, or or halftime show, right? Right. But it, and as as much as the Super Bowl is celebrated by so many in America, uh, it seems now that the national, the real national sport, is skeet shooting. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> these are, these are getting shot out of the sky all the time. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just I, I'm I'm thinking skeet shooting is coming up. It's up and coming, you know. <laughs> That's going to be popular now. <laughs> yeah. Added to the Olympics or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, um, I, I hate to bring up Q, folks, but there is a prediction in Q uh, from a oh. few, few years ago that uh, there would be a fake alien invasion that would be mimicked by the deep state. That's kind of funny because the first thing that they 
mentioned when talking about these events is like there was no aliens trying to attack us. <laughs> like oh trying goodness. to really cover it up. <laughs> That's like every like asking every every uh like you're asking your kids or your grandkids, Johnny, did you get into the cookie jar? Uh uh no, I'm not I didn't That's exactly what they uh uh-uh, there's no aliens involved with this. And you're looking and there's chocolate all over his lips, right? <laughs> chocolate cookies. Oh my uh-uh. goodness. What me? I didn't do yeah, it. chocolate over the uh, mouth, yeah. chocolate yeah. in the hands, right? No, there were no aliens. No, no aliens. No, we don't know what it was. We tried out, but no aliens. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, just tell them there's no aliens. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, make give, them, give make them, them think. You know, keep it a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's that's a prelude to. We think there are aliens invading. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That is a prelude to that. Wow, wow. So, uh, so that's my thoughts on that, brother. Yeah, I'm, I knew but, it was going to be short and sweet. Well, I'm just no, folks, to, folks, don't I'm panic. Do skeet shooting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just saying. I mean, oh, I give you a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So folks, don't 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 be scared of this stuff. Now, now wait a minute. Wait a minute, brother. Oh. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta ask you something since you're out there in uh, California. Oh, uh, you mean in Cantaforia? Cantaforia. <laughs> um Whatever that is. Anyway, <laughs> what's this stuff about the state of New California? Oh yeah, I saw it. But I they're sending it, delegates bro. to Washington, brother. I they're know. sending delegates to Washington, and your yeah. part of California is in the new one. Oh, You're gonna be no. in New California. You know what? We and that, <laughs> this is funny because we've spoken about it. Now remember when me and you we were like so for the. Hey, bro, remember, they're trying to see if they can break up California into a bunch of different states. We were like, yeah. yes, let's do it. This is great. I'm looking I'm looking at the map here. Uh-huh. And you got Los Angeles. Okay. You got San Francisco, Marine County, San Mateo, Napa mm-hmm. Valley area, right? yep. Napa County, and Sacramento County. Hmm. That's in yellow. Okay. The whole rest of the state's in red. Wow. And the red is New California. <laughs> oh no! So I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm not living out there California. anymore. So I'm just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I left. So I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, I, you did. I leave, and now they decide to fix things. Is you that ran, what you ran to the hills? As the song says, <laughs> run to the hills. That's uh, ah, the brain <laughs> fighting this battle for years, man. Uh, San Diego is the whole county is red as red can be. You got San Diego County, Imperial County, Riverside, Orange County, San Bernardino. Uh, I mean, that whole southern section, all the way up through the middle part of California, uh, all the way up into the northern part where the redwoods are, you know, and the yeah, yeah, Wairica, whatever, Eureka, whatever they call it up there, you know, uh, up in the Corning area and Paradise Mm -hmm. and all those there. I mean, all the way up to the border of of, uh, Oregon. Wow, it's red. I mean, they they they, literally they're saying they're telling Sacramento, Napa, Moran, uh, San Francisco, San Mateo, and Los Angeles, we don't want anything to do with you, go away. I mean, I, really, that's I, I wonder why, especially San Francisco and uh, you know Los yeah. Angeles. I wonder why. Yeah. Now, did you hear about I, uh, Idaho and uh, Oregon? No, what's happening there? Well, I mean, Oregon is a mess, and the Idaho entire, is completely opposite of uh, uh, Oregon. Yeah, there's a huge swath in the east part of Oregon, a bunch mm. of counties there that have have sought secession from Oregon and they want to become oh, they want to be part, part of, of Idaho. Idaho. Yes. Yeah. I think it was my yeah. wife's cousin that might've mentioned that. And they, cause they, they moved to Idaho, not, you know, last year, same thing. Um, and yeah, they were like, man, we met people from, you know, the East side of uh, Oregon that like want nothing to do with Oregon. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's, oh yeah. Man. Imagine oh, yeah. if things like that take place, bro. Just, 
be able to petition and, you know, due to popular demand, you can be considered if that other states accept you, you can be part of that state. <laughs> right. Well, there's, I mean, there is a process by which you can do that. I mean, during the Civil War, mm -hmm. West Virginia broke off from Virginia. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. And there, so there's a process by which that can happen. It's already happened in the, in, in a, in the country already. And there's a process by which California can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I read the process and it's a hill to climb, brother. Uh, I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, they sent yeah, delegates to Washington already to try and soften up the, the, the senators and the uh, congressmen to say, hey, oh, yeah. can you give us this little gift? Because <laughs> they got to go through funny. Congress. Right. They got to yeah. go through the Senate and, and the House of Representatives to get it approved. Uh, now that and and then I've got to go through the state legislature to get it approved as well. Mm -hmm. Those are big hurdles to oh yeah, go yeah. Over, especially I, especially at the state level. So think about yeah. it here in California, like that's really going to happen. Yeah, that's why they keep trying though. They keep trying. They keep I mean, trying. that's a good thing because yeah. I mean, there, there's those of us I Californians that it's like, I don't want to move from my city. I love my city. Why do I have to move? You know, it's like, right. come on. But I mean, the cost of I living. Mean, I loved, I loved San Diego and Alter. San Diego oh, yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah. And, you know, San Diego County, I should say, because there's a mm -hmm. lot of cities in San Diego right. County. But the whole county was just awesome. Uh, but the homeless situation and the problems they're having with that, it's starting to come into San Diego more now. It's, it's making its way south. Oh, absolutely. It's getting Long worse time. and worse. I just recently yeah. saw a report where is there's, I mean, there's no solutions whatsoever right now. No, It's so bad, bro, that it's like we're literally moving into the realm of you got oh. the rich, you got the poor, and there's no middle class. I tell you how God sets it up. He sets it up to where man cannot solve it. And the only solution is revival and renewal. Oh, uh, very good. That's true. The very true. is a spiritual move of God. Amen. Amen. That's that is true. All that right, one more true. thing. Trains seem to be derailing. Ohio, Texas, and one other state. I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, do you remember, brother? Um, mm. There was, uh, I know Ohio... It was one derailed and it blew up and there's toxins going everywhere. Fish are dying. Oh, wow. I did not hear about that one. Uh, that so, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's really mm. bad. Uh, and then you have one in uh, Texas. And there was one, I want to say down south, and I can't, oh, South Carolina. The other one was in South really? Carolina. A little yeah. down south from you, huh? Okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, uh, you know, these trains are derailing and, I'm starting to get really suspicious about that. What, mm. what, who's derailing these trains? They said they were looking at the the gearing on the wheels or something or ball bearing. Mm. Like mal malfunction or something. Yeah. Mm. But uh, three, three of them within yeah. a short period of time. No, there's something going on here. So I'm just saying, you know, kind of keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, it says emergency officials responded to two more train derailments. I found it, one in South Carolina, another in Texas. And uh, have okay. you seen? You, you haven't seen the explosion on on the one. No, in I Ohio. have not seen the one with the explosion. Mm -mm. Ooh, man, it was it bad, was huh? It was wow. bad. It was a mushroom cloud. I mean, Ooh. it was huge explosion and toxic chemicals coming out. Wow. Yeah. They're finding dead fish in uh, in these uh, creeks and and uh, small rivers and stuff, mm -hmm. hundred miles away. Wow. I mean, that's that's a hundred miles. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, this is they're they're calling it a, a Chernobyl event. And it, wow, that bad, huh? Wow. For the younger folks who may not remember or know Chernobyl, you and I lived through it. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, a nuclear power plant in Russia that had a meltdown and uh, radiation escaped. And it, it, it the radiation cloud went um, toward Europe mm -hmm. and, because it was in the eastern part of uh, Russia. And it just spread across a number of different countries. And it was it was a huge disaster. And people it was in the 1980s. And uh, people were just distraught over it. And even today, mm -hmm. 
um, they have a big section of land out there where that the plant was that you can't go into that area because of the radiation. Yep. No, and very true. And then, and so somebody was saying, one of the newsletters I get was saying this is a Chernobyl type of event. Now, it wouldn't be that bad because it's not radiation. But you're spreading chemicals 100 miles to yeah. an explosion. That's really there, bad. There's going to be consequence, you know, on that. Yeah. You know, there's going to be, you know, effects, you know, that are going to probably last a long time. I mean, that Chernobyl that we're talking about, bro. I saw yeah. a documentary, uh, like, recent. And man, that devastation is still the consequences of, of that. It's still bad. in play in play now. Yeah, it's really it's bad. affecting families, everybody that stayed yeah. there or has tried to move there. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really bad. And if this is going to affect these folks in these towns where we're near where the train derailed, mm. uh, it's not going to be good. So I don't know the details on the one in South Carolina or Texas. Apparently there's a video here. Um, let me see if we got anything. I don't know if I can bring that up, but uh, let's see what we got. Of course, it's hard to get these videos going sometimes. Here we go. See if I can get. And I get the circle of death. two pieces of what a cab was and I can actually try to point it yeah this train it, it uh, there are cars all over the place mm, it was massive yeah but no explosion on this one. Oh, okay which one was this one this is Texas I think Texas yeah wow so there, there that's a live report so um and this I mean this happened just a few hours ago so so something's going on and there's sabotage happening or something. Mm. You know, there, these yeah. are, I think these could be false flag events. Mm, okay. And uh, so I, you know, I just keep an eye on that. And of course you got in combination with this stuff in the sky. And I keep thinking if they keep shooting down everything that they can't identify in the sky, they're going to shoot in an airliner or something. Down. I'm telling you, that's the first thing you know? that came to my mind. I'm thinking, yeah. whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happened when uh, uh, the Korean airline uh, 007, uh, it uh, veered into Russian airspace. Yeah, that's where, yeah, they got they shut it down. Because, and it was it a down. mistake. They thought it was somebody flying it, into the airspace and it just they shut had it down. No idea. They had no idea it was a, well, they claimed they had no idea that it was. Yeah, an they claimed, right. Uh, but, um, you know, they thought they were trying to spy on them or they didn't know why, why the plane was there. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be there. And uh, they shot it down. So yeah, my concern is they're going to, you know, they get trigger happy and shoot, <laughs> shoot an airliner out of the sky. I mean, yep. you be careful, yep. you know. That's uh, yeah. Moving yeah. into danger, dangerous ground there. So danger zone, right? Danger um, zone. Good stuff, bro. Right. So that's what I had. So what you got anything else? That's it, my brother. No, 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 that that's it. We can definitely call this episode. We just wanted to, you know, and that's why I text my brother so that we can get on this because it's been a hot topic. It's popping up all over the revival that we were talking that we were talking about. Uh, it just kept coming up on social feeds, and people actually have people texting me about it, bro. Is this real? Is it not? I'm like, you know what? We got to get on this. So that's I why had, I say, you know what? We have time today or tomorrow. Let's get on this. So, uh, but thank you, brother. I had, appreciate your input. I had two people ask me about it today. Yeah. See, so see. I knew it was going to be a hot topic because it, I mean, it's, it's the news is it's not only here in the United States, it's in all over the world. I, I saw a video where it was posted like in a Portuguese channel and, and, and uh, Brazil was all over it. Like people were asking, "Oh, is this the real thing? Well, should we a, should we go out there?" You know, it's like Brazil, whoa, whoa. Brazil has had a huge revival in Brazil. Yeah. You know about yeah. that, yeah, Brazil's yes, a big move of God. In we got the good ones, and then we got the really bad ones. That's always the case. That's always the case. Yeah, but there's uh -huh. been yeah, there's been like almost like a Reformation type revival, right? Right. right. So it's not just here, not just at Ashbury or Lee. It's uh, Brazil's had one too. And I mean, you look around some of these other countries, it's God is doing something. He's moving around the world. So, yep. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Good stuff, my brother. Well, hey, right. if you have nothing else, you know yeah, what to do. Well, thanks for listening, folks. And BitChute Channel, thanks for watching. We appreciate all you guys. And, um, Remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. Yes, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at thevortexapologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.